0: And welcome to another GD podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. This episode, we're going to cover the Kestrel Fall Classic that was hosted at Alta Shooting Solutions that took place the weekend of October the 18th, 19th, and 20th here in Baker, Florida. Now, some of the things we're going to cover today is Friday, which was the range day. We're going to cover day one and day two of competition. We're also going to cover the applied ballistics mobile lab that was out there. We're going to cover the winners and say a shout out to a few of the major sponsors. Now, if you're following the podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Keep looking for it on all of your podcasting uh, outlets such as Spotify and Anchor. Go ahead and hit the subscribe, the like, give us a five-star rating, and we greatly appreciate it. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Guy DeMarco and at Instagram at at hotgdrod, at H-O-T-G-D-R-O-D. I'm Amy Truitt. I'm John Kyle Truitt with Foundation Stocks, and you're listening to another GD Podcast. All right, so let's get into it. Friday the 18th was Range Day. All right, this is where shooters had the opportunity to sight in their rifles, make sure that their zero was good. They also had an opportunity to chrono if they brought one with them or there was plenty of people that had chronos available. Uh they were able to shoot off of some different uh barricades and positional shooting such as the rocks, the bunker, and the uh new I called it the TP ladder cuz I didn't know what it was, but they had targets all the way out to 801 yards on a KYL, which if you hop over to my Instagram, you can see a video of the gentleman, Brandon Rudge. He went and shot that and at 801 yards and he was pretty dialed in. Great vapor trace, great uh, bullet wake all the way down to 801 yards with his, uh, six BR. Uh, I believe it's a six BR now. Um, So shooters were signing in, everybody was kind of running around. I did not participate in the shooting aspect. However, I was there to be a range officer and help wherever I needed to because Altus is my home range and you got to help out your home range when they need it. So what I really want to talk about is the Applied Ballistics mobile lab that was there. Now, the fine folks at Applied Ballistics came down, brought their mobile lab and were running shooters Ammo and guns and everything like that over their lab or excuse me, over their Doppler radar and making sure they were providing the best and most solid, accurate data for these shooters. Um, I got to speak with Amanda Wheeler from Applied ballistics and she was amazing. Uh, I did not have my standard bolt gun there. However, I did have my 22 because I was actually proofing a stage. For our upcoming nrl twenty two match and she said uh, "Go get your rifle which was awesome um, we'll talk about that in a second so what is the applied ballistics mobile lab basically it's a mobile lab that they can set up anywhere they want that had on a on a firing range and then they can provide you a custom drag model for your specific rifle, specific bullet, specific powder charge, all that other stuff. And they can actually track your bullet as it goes downrange and get the actual standard deviation, the uh, velocity of the round at distance. That way it can provide you the most accurate information to plug into your ballistic solver and then be able to make those first round impacts, which we all want. Now, how it works is that you shoot over the Doppler radar, the rounds travel through the radar cone, and then the software tracks it and calculates your standard deviation, velocity, drop, etc. So all that is a bunch of science and math that I don't understand. However, I got to go and shoot my 22, my Savage 22 Mark II FVSR with my Sparrow uh, silencer co-suppressor on it. I'm using CCI green tag, And I was able to shoot this gun over the radar, and it was awesome. Now, they had the radar actually sighted in for 800 yards, 840 yards. So, with my little twenty-two, I needed 54 mils of elevation to, to get the bullet to travel that far. So, I actually dialed my scope up 11 mils. I had to aim at a cloud. So, not only... Did I dial max elevation? I did hold over. I had to aim above the tree line, and I was actually aiming at a cloud about 10 or 12 mils above the tree line, and I was aiming at the top ridge of a cloud to try to engage and get my bullet to travel through the radar cone, which I just thought it was super, super funny, but it worked. Um, Super cool. I have that 16-inch, 16-inch barrel with that silencer code 22 suppressor on it. Um, My 40 grain uh, green tag ammo had a standard deviation of 9 and a velocity of 1085 at 600 yards. So that's pretty cool. I was able to plug that information into my ballistic solvers and go from there. But what's really cool is because Applied Ballistics is partnered with other great companies such as Kestrel, Kestrel has the Applied Ballistics software uploaded to the actual Kestrel 5700 Elite, for, uh, for example. So what I can do is I can go in and pull that exact load data down from Applied Ballistics, load it into my ballistic calculator, and then it's right there. So they provided me this custom drag model that's specific to my gun, to my bullet, to my bullet weight, everything like that with my velocities everything like that. I can pull that down and then I can use that information in my ballistic solver for the most accurate information, which I thought was super, super cool. Now I just have to get a Kestrel with applied ballistics on it. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, it was super awesome. The applied ballistics crew uh, brought that thing down and Two, they, uh, they let me shoot my 22 alongside all these other center fires. I thought it was super, super cool. It was super nice of them. Um, there was competitors there that were waiting in line. The line was about an hour long, but it was totally worth it to be able to shoot my 22 over the Applied Ballistics Mobile Lab. Super awesome. I saw it when I was down at the PRE, which I already talked about in this podcast, but it was super awesome and I can't thank them enough. Overall, Friday was good. The weather and the people were super cool. The weather, uh, it was a little cool in the afternoon or excuse me, cool in the morning, a little dewy, a little wet, but it was really, really well. Um, I admire a lot of, uh, I got to admire a lot of the guns and the, uh, the people let me run some, uh, some rounds down them. Right. So I was admiring this guy's manner stock. Cause I think, uh, I just I love a traditional stock. I love what we're doing with with chassis. I think they're amazing between MPA and MDT. I think where we're going in the sport is amazing. However, I love the look and feel of a traditional stock. So I was admiring this guy's uh, manners PR uh, PRS one. I found out it's a T version because it's got a thumb thumb rest or a thumb shelf built into it and i thought that was super cool so i was looking at it and i asked him if i could get down behind it and feel the ergonomics of it and he just tossed me a mag and he said go for it and his uh his dope was dialed for the 725 target and i picked the uh picked the smallest one and sent a few rounds down down range and i'll tell you right now that was uh that was super amazing to have somebody let me just shoot their rifle just toss me a mag um And to be respectful, I only fired two or three rounds. Um, I didn't want to burn up this guy's barrel nor uh, burn up his ammo. But, yeah, let me fire a couple rounds downrange, 7.25, first-round impacts, super nice rifle, super nice scope, uh, awesome awesome stock. It was amazing. Um, Great great thanks, great shout-out to that guy. I wish I knew his name. Uh, Saturday. Let's talk about Saturday real quick. Bring on the rain. So we were supposed to get a tropical storm throughout the weekend here at uh, Northwest Florida. We are supposed to get a tropical storm. Now, this is October the 19th. Supposed to get a tropical storm. Didn't happen. However, we did get a lot of the rain bands from it. The match started later than scheduled to try and let some of those rain, uh, rain bands pass, but didn't seem to help. Um we were probably about 45 minutes uh behind schedule just trying to you know let those last rain bands go 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 but it didn't happen um, we needed to start the match and get on with the day to ensure that uh, everything flowed smoothly so we we got them shooting in the rain and it was great sorry i have to uh take a drink of my delifish, delicious coffee from my ag cup uh Richter insulated coffee thermos that uh, I was so graciously gifted by the great people over at Foundation Stocks. Now, I am not a sponsored shooter by any means, but if you guys are looking for a veteran-owned, small, family-owned and operated business, and you're in the market for a composite stock, I can't tell you, I can't say enough good things about the people over at Foundation. um, To... John Kyle, just an amazing person. His lovely, lovely wife. Um, Got to spend the weekend with them at AG Cup. We'll talk about that later. But I just had to get a quick sip of coffee out of my brand new AG Cup Foundations Stocks Cup. It's amazing. Sorry, went off on a tangent. What happens when you got a brain like mine? So, start of the match, people started shooting in the rain, and it was a great day. Now, I was on stage eight which was a troop line from uh, from th- uh, 250 to 355, five targets. Uh, she will drop prone and engage each target with two rounds. Um, this was tough, I'm not going to lie. So the way that the stage was set up, I don't think it was meant to be a mental game but it definitely turned out to be and this is where being on top of your mental game really paid off and actually looking through glass before the match and i told myself that i would do this in future matches and i still didn't do it so what happened was the targets were off to the left of the the lane okay so they were off to the left of the lane and we were shooting from more of a right Position so you were shooting from right to left now each one of the targets had a corresponding number in front of it One two three four five, but as you lay down and got behind the rifle if you looked at target one the Number one placard was about two feet off to the right of it So the targets on the left the numbered placard is on the right, but as you extend it back through the distance the number two target had the number. it looked to have the number three placard next to it and it got really confusing for shooters when they went on the clock and we all know when you get on the clock you lose 10 to 20 percent of your iq we all know it we all know that's what happens so as they dropped down and they got onto that first target and they went from target one to target two number two sign had the number 3 target directly above it. So they would engage the target 3, the third target instead of the second target. Now that's a that's a an error in target acquisition. Therefore, even though they hit target 3, they didn't get the points. Um and me as the RO, I have to be firm, fair and consistent with all of my shooters that I'm running. Therefore, I did not tell any of them that they missed the target. I told them as soon as we started with squad the first squad that showed up to my stage i was like if you engage a target and you get a hit and you do not hear me say anything you need to reevaluate your life and that is the only thing that i told them and i said that from the first shooter all the way to the last shooter of the day all 114 of them so lost my train of thoughts or lost my spot here uh i did stay consistent throughout the day the wind wasn't a big factor although the rain uh did make it easy to see so as the rain was falling down uh, You could actually see if you back your magnification on your optic down or uh, turned your focus dial Such as your parallax you would be able to see the actual rain at different distances And you could see that it was either going left to right right to left or coming straight down, which I thought was really cool Spotting the misses was challenging as the targets were next to the tree line and brush so it was really hard to see if that bullet was going super fast, super small, and didn't hit a, a branch or anything like that. Just zoomed right into the tree line. It was super hard to spot, which made it super difficult for me to see. But thankfully, I didn't have a whole lot of um, of errors or anything like that, which was super awesome. Super proud of myself because i ran this stage completely by both days both stages i ran completely by myself um i might have had somebody step in and run time but as far as uh being on glass running the timer running the counter running the shooters i did all of this by myself um, both days which you know um this is only the third second match that i have borrowed um so doing that was, was super awesome, super super honored and humbled that the people down at Altis have the confidence in me to uh to RO by myself at a national two-day match. I've RO'd some 22 matches, you know, the matches that I host, but still it uh it's a big deal and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stakes on the line. So I'm I'm super happy with my performances in RO that day. Uh, Rain finally stopped, sun came out, uh, lunch was awesome, uh, we got Pounders, which if you've ever been in the northwest Florida region and you've been to Crestview and you haven't been to Pounders, you're missing out on life. It's a Polynesian, Hawaiian, Pacific Islander type uh, joint, great chicken, great beef, rice, the whole thing, super, super awesome meal um, that we got from pounders for lunch that day super super cool so uh, a lot of shooters were happy at the end of day one i believe the ones that i encountered everybody was smoking and joking and having a good time it was really laid back it was a lot of fun it was really interesting to uh interact with some of the the shooters afterwards it was a lot of fun let's roll into sunday now sunday uh cool it was cool in the morning uh not raining overcast uh stage was very the stages were very close together, which made it extremely difficult for the shot timer to pick up. We had to back the sensitivity down. I mean you're 20 feet from 10 20 to 15 feet away from the stages up on the hill um, by the 940 target there at Altus. So the shot timers were given a little bit a little bit of hectic. We actually defaulted back to my shot timer to ensure that, we got all of uh the the one that what we had was acting a little funny. So we went to a backup and everything started working really well. All right. Let's see. Uh stage fifteen was a twenty-five percent Ipsick at four twenty-seven and a I believe it was a ten-inch circle at four fifty-five. And you did all of this from a barricade. Uh it was a plastic jersey barrier with a bunch of holes in it. Um You had to take one shot at each target, hit or miss from each position, one through five in order. So you started at the top and you dropped down to the bottom of the bottom port. You shot through three ports and then you moved up to the edge of the jersey barrier at the very end. This was an extremely hard stage. Um, A lot of people timed out. A lot of people were not getting hits. Um, We had one person clean it. Right? So one person got all 10 rounds on target and got the 10 points, which I thought there was going to be more. I saw some super good shooters uh, do well, but only one person cleaned it and didn't time out. We had three people get a nine. So three people got nine, nine points and five people got eight. The rest was uh, five and below. There was a few sevens, a few sixes. But after looking through somebody's rifle after the match the mirage and shadow did make it really hard to see the ipsic target uh it made it really hard to see uh it kind of disappeared in the shadow disappeared in the berm so if you've been to altus it was at the first mover that uh, that altus has the first mover berm the 25 percent ipsic was right there and then if you're looking down that that alley, the circle was all the way to the left. So you actually had to take a shot on the ipsic at twenty five, and then swing hard left to try and engage that circle. The uh, I did get down there, and I did fire off some rounds. The Mirage was was intense. I was using a six dasher. I used uh, used it from from some shooters that were gracious enough to let me check it out. Uh, took a shot on that 25% Ipsic, got the hit. I think it was due to me staring through glass all day and just knowing where to hold to actually get the hit. Um, with the sun being at the back, it was casting a shadow over the berm, therefore not providing a lot of light to hit the target. But I held a little left and sent, sent around and got it and then switched over to that circle um, I knew that throughout the day a lot of people were either holding straight up or three tenths left if there was wind. So there was a slight breeze. So I hold three tenths to the left of center and then center around and, and got a first round impact. I'm not saying that I would be able, sorry about that, I uh, wouldn't be able to, uh, cl- not saying I'd clean the stage by any means, but definitely staring through some glass for, for, many hours running 114 shooters through that stage definitely provided me a little advantage to it. All right. So that's, that's the stage I was on stage eight and stage 15 for Saturday and Sunday's events. Now the winners, congrats to all of them. We had two, uh, we had a youth shooter. Uh, I believe she's uh 16 or 17 years old. She took high lady, which was awesome. Um, uh, but here's our fifth through first place winners, all right? In fifth place, we had Pat Patrick uh, Proctor. We had, uh, why well, don't I have fourth? I don't know. That's what I get for being unprepared, all right? Uh, so third place, Brian Hansen, Second place, Brandon Hembry, And first place, Brian Allen, all right? all these scores are up on practice score. I don't know why I don't have them. I wrote them in my book, but I don't know what I'm doing. Apparently the match director was uh, Spencer Barry, And all I can say is awesome match. Now I've been to two of the matches at Altus. I've R ar- this is the second one I've borrowed. Um, so I guess this makes three matches and two that I've borrowed, but nothing but good things to say about the course of fire. Um, We've got small targets. The use of the range was very intricate and detailed and well laid out. Different props, different obstacles. Pushing the firing line all the way back to the 940 and then shooting down the lanes was uh, new and different. I hadn't seen it before. Then again, I've only been to two matches, but... I hadn't heard a single person say that they did not enjoy or did not like the course of fire that was provided. Awesome, uh, new and different, challenging stages, great use of the range. Definitely not a meatball match. Um, best of all, the match—the uh, best match I've seen in in all my time there at Altis. Um, I hope it's similar for the IAI match in early 2000, uh, 2020. Because hopefully I will be shooting that match. Now, let's talk about the sponsors. If you listen to my last podcast, you know that I'm big about thanking the sponsors. And I just, I, I, I'm going to leave some people out, and I don't mean to. I just don't know your names. But Applied Ballistics, thank you so much. Amanda, thank you for letting me uh, put the bug in your ear about MRL 22 Thank you for letting me run my twenty-two over your guys' super duper expensive uh, mobile lab. I'd like to say thank you for uh, for dealing with me over the uh, over the weekend. Next, I'd like to thank the actual match sponsor, um, Kestrel Ballistics, and I want to give a big shout out to to Katie. She was amazing. Not only did she shoot the match. But she answered everybody's Kestrel questions all weekend. If she wasn't trying to walk down to the zero range without getting stopped three or four times by shooters trying to figure out why their Kestrel was doing weird things or why they didn't understand it, I I don't know. But she continually got bombarded to ask Kestrel questions, which, I mean... It is her job, but she was there to to compete and she still took the time to do so to make sure that all of the shooters had what they needed to be successful. She did shoot. She had a great time. Now, as far as a, uh, Kestrel Ballistics as a sponsor, um, not only did they put some great prizes on the prize table, but also they stepped up big time and they provided each and every RO with an amazing gift of the Kestrel 2700 with ballistic weather meter. Um, they're the ballistic weather meter. Now um, I can't say anything else, but thank you. I'm a, you know, I'm a little, little taken back. I thought, um, you know, I didn't go there expecting to receive anything. I did it because one, it's a great way to learn long range Two, I love the community. Three. Um, I like to help I'd love to help the range when I can. I know that uh, Mike, Josh, Colby, uh, Mr. Watts, and Spencer are all extremely busy guys, and they wanted this match to go off without a hitch. Uh, I feel that it did. Therefore, if I can be of assistance to them to make sure that this goes off without a hitch, why not, right? I think it's super important to... uh, to stay loyal to the, to the range that you go to. So, you know, I didn't expect anything from ROing this match. And then for Kestrel Ballistics to provide each and every one of the ROs with a 2700 weather meter. I thought that was just amazing. A lot of the other sponsors stepped up big um, between manners and foundation and uh, MPA and MDT and vortex. Uh, so everybody calls them Swarov's, uh, optics. I think it's Swarovski. I can't spell, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They provided a bunch of the spotters and binos for us to us, us ROs to use, to, to call impacts, to do our job. And that was super awesome. Uh, Vortex, Bushnell, you had Big Dog Steel Targets, Armageddon Gear came out and had a bunch of products on the table, Thunder Beast Arms. I don't have a list of all of the the sponsors. Um, I wish I did, but thank you guys. Um, you've heard me say it before, without the sponsors, uh, you know, it would just be a bunch of dudes shooting, you know, on a range, um, competing for, you know, who's buying the next six or after the match. Uh you guys really step up and, and put money towards the sport to help grow it and to grow the grow the youth shooting aspect of it. There was a couple of youth shooters here that that were just doing amazing stuff and doing really, really good. Um, and that's what we need. We need we need youth shooting more. We we definitely need to thank our sponsors more. So I'd just like to greatly thank you guys for for being there and really coming out and, and showing and enjoying the sport as much as we do for the actual lead sponsor Kestrel to actually have one of their team members actually shooting in the match was super, super awesome. And and Katie did pretty well. I'm um, not a hundred percent where she finished, but you know, she shot, she had fun. She, you know, upbeat, positive attitude the whole time, which was super, super awesome. Even when we were doing a little bit of a, uh, we got the, we got the MD, over one particular issue on one of the courses of fire, uh, one of the stages, you know, she's just cool, calm. She's like, yeah, take care of it. Not a big deal, you know, just laid back, had a super fun time. So Katie, you're awesome. Uh, super nice, super nice woman, uh, doing great things within the sport. Can't say enough. Thank you to all the sponsors. Thank you to Applied Ballistics. Thank you to Kestrel. Thank you to Vortex. Thank you to Armageddon Gear. Thank you to, to all you sponsors that that sponsor these matches on a local and national level thank you to Altis for hosting the match thank you for spencer for being the match director and putting together a great course of fire thank you to pounders for cooking all the delicious food thank you to the breakfast burrito truck because those things are awesome just thank you all around all right so with that we're going to sign off Stay tuned for future episodes of another GD podcast. I hope you enjoyed that recap of the Kestrel Fall Classic PRS match held at Altus Shooting Solutions over the 18th, 19th, and 20th of October. Please like, subscribe, share, and follow the podcast. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker. You can also listen to us at anchor.fm forward slash GD Podcast. Thanks.